What is up? We are finally back. Uh, two weeks for me, had a little bit of COVID, but we always take Thanksgiving off and we are not back a moment too soon. Just two regular season games left in most fantasy leagues. We are ready to help you punch your ticket to the fantasy playoffs. And of course, the week after Thanksgiving, six teams on by. So you're probably going to need a lot of help this week, and we're here to do it. It's going to be me and Josh, no Joe tonight, which is why you got to see my ugly mug up close and personal to start the show. Let's get into it. What is up? Good evening and welcome to No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Ryan Weiss. No Joe Zolo tonight. He is off doing real work or whatever the hell it is that Joe does. But as always, Josh Hudson, it's just a continuation of the Monday show at this point. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I know, right? We could have just done two hours on Monday and then skipped today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then I would have been late for work. So there's Let's that. be clear, we damn near do two hours every Monday anyway. So. <laughs> All right, fine. Three hours. Whatever. Exactly. We just uh, take up the entire Monday morning. Uh, how's, how's it going tonight? Are you feeling good about the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles this week? Yeah, we'll see based on my picks, right? Yeah. <laughs> This really, it's a week 13 preview show, but let's be honest. The only game that fucking matters this week, 49ers. San Fran and Philly. I, I do want to point out, I, I did a trigger warning for our Buffalo Bills fans on Monday. Maybe I need to do a trigger warning for our 49ers fans. I don't know if we have many 49ers fans, at least none that have. Uh, I don't know. We had the one guy last week who was really mad we didn't like Brock Purdy, but I think that was the Oh, Saturday that's why He's show. really not going to like it this week. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a second and... Uh, just throw a couple of things out here. Caesar, welcome, buddy. First welcome, buddy. comment in. Albert, always good to see you. Joe's burner account right back in there. He's even pointing it out. <laughs> Joe Ortiz is Joe Zolo. There's even a Z. I'm pretty sure Ortiz is Zolo backward. <laughs> <laughs> I love the running jokes on this show. It's great. Exactly. <laughs> guys, welcome to the show. We are here to get you guys ready for week 13. Before we dive into it, we have some news and notes to go over. Uh, we did our best to scout uh, scrounge up all the news we could. If there's anything we missed, feel free to drop it in the comments. Uh, Kenneth Walker officially ruled as doubtful for the Thursday night game. Should be another Zach Charbonnet start. Jonathan Taylor had surgery on his thumb, likely to miss two to three weeks. Chris Olave still in concussion protocol. Quentin Johnson now dealing with a rib injury. Demario Douglas also in concussion protocol, which really sucks because the Chargers are such a good matchup for wide receivers. You would really like to have seen this kid get a chance to take them on, but he's probably not going to. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson now enters concussion protocol. Entering on a Tuesday is never a good sign, though the last time this happened, I think it was Brock Purdy, Josh? where he actually ended up playing the game. He went in and got out in time. So it, it's not a kiss of death, but Joe Yeah, but Flacco, I've been told that Brock Purdy's built differently, so. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco, of all people, explaining the sorry state of NFL quarterbackdom right now, is taking all first-team reps for the Cleveland Browns, a playoff contending team. And Yikes. finally, what I thought was maybe a troll article the very first time I saw it. Aaron Rodgers, what was it, 79 days or something like that? 79 days. Te yeah. Tearing his Achilles tendon enters the 21-day practice window 
to come off of the IR. And if the Jets are contending for the playoffs, Josh, Aaron Rodgers will play week 16 in the NFL. What the fuck? Are we sure the Jets are going to be contending? Let's be real here. I mean, honestly, like the way that they've been playing right now, like you can open this window all you want. Doesn't mean what you want to go through it is going to go through it. So that's a really good point. And, and there's no reason to think the Jets will be contending at four and seven, especially in their division. Now we, we obviously have the seven teams that can make the playoffs now and all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, there's really no reason to think, especially with Tim Boyle. I was about to say, I mean, we've all seen Tim Boyle play football, right? Like yeah. th- this is, they, well, I don't they, know what I call it. Play football. Reel off six straight wins to get into the playoffs more, more than likely. And that means four straight or three straight without Rogers, starting with the Miami Dolphins. Or excuse me, no, that's the Atlanta Falcons. It was Dolphins last week. My bad. So starting no, with the Atlanta which, I mean, Falcons. granted, their defense could, in theory, probably propel them to a victory because Desmond Ritter likes to throw to the other team. But and it's in New York. Yeah, like it's Tim fucking Boyle, guys. Like seriously, <laughs> I, I agree. Very very oh, weird I- one. Um. I, I, I couldn't believe that. I, I couldn't believe I saw it. That was the thing that completely threw me off. Um, folks, as a reminder, we are happy to answer any and all questions you might have for us this week. Uh, obviously, trade, dead, trade deadlines have come and probably gone in most leagues. Still a ton of waiver things, and we're here to help. Uh, Elixirs throws in his Week 12 recap. <laughs> Two unfortunate losses, bringing his dad and his team to ninth and 10th place, hopefully in a 20-team league. <laughs> so you're in the middle. Crossing uh, fingers. Yeah. Can you imagine a 20 team standard league? Oof. Not a lot of scoring in that league. <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, that would be rough to watch. Oh, each week. Definitely, definitely not. Like in my, my standard league I'm in right now, it's a 12 team standard. I've gone to the waivers every week. And then to make matters so much worse, Josh, it's a 12 team standard league where we have to always have to roster. Two quarterbacks, two kickers, and two defenses. Oh, I hate those types of limitations. Oh, my God. This week, I'm not real. I I had Kirk Cousins rip. Um, And so I've been running with Geno Smith and Gardner Minshew. Don't love either one this week. Definitely don't love Geno taking on Dallas tomorrow night. I go and look like maybe there's somebody out there. No, nothing. Desmond Ritter is my best option right now, or Jake Browning. And I'm like, I'm screwed. (laughs) I started the season, I think six and one I'm seven and four now. So or seven and five. So it's, it's been a rough downfall with the loss of uh, Kirk cousins there. And then it's amazing how we always say fade quarterbacks are not important. You can find the good ones on the waivers until 24 are required to be rostered in a league. (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) I I think next year I might have to consider uh, going with three. Uh, and then before we get into Caesar's question, I uh, started Bijan and Jacobs was very happy, but then had Kieran Williams on his bench and he would have won the week. I think that's a fair gripe. Um, I don't know. Let's bring the Raiders play last week. I was say, let's bring that back up while we're talking about it. The Raiders played. I see jo- the uh, chiefs. Josh Jacobs broke that long touchdown run. Yeah. I mean, I, I could. First game back, I don't know if I would have played Kieran over either. Of these Honestly, games. I think I probably would have sat Bijan to get. So I sat Bijan yeah. in all of my leagues last week, Josh. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, is I sat Bijan in every league last week. Oh, you're fine. I sat Bijan in every league. So I don't, Kieran versus Bijan for my decision making, it, it would have been rough. So 
Yeah, because, I mean, they were, what, one in three RBs in the week? I don't know. Jacobs is, like, a top five running back on the season, which he is, has been, like, the least inspiring top five running back performance I have I think I've ever seen. It feels like Najee Harris's rookie year a little bit with the low efficiency. Yeah. and well, and his, but his... it it's a product of the position as a whole yeah. because everybody's getting hurt. It's like when you look at, like, Rashad White, Brian Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Aside from Christian McCaffrey, those guys are top 10 running backs because they've played every game. Yeah. Well, it was always funny to me when we all bitched about how disappointing Bijan was. He was a top like 12 running back while we were disappointed in him. And it's just like, that is a state of the well, position. Yeah, after, after this past week, I think he's up to like RB nine. Yeah. And so, but, but we were, we're mad at how he's performed. He's yeah. the 10th best running back. We need consistency, damn it. Exactly. And that's what we all want. And that's why I shout out to our guy, Bob Lung with the consistency guide. Maybe we need to start taking that a little bit more seriously instead of going with these boom bust. Uh, Josh, you got an opinion on this one? I do. Uh, Miami taking on um, Washington and the Falcons taking on the Jets. Miami is at home. The Falcons are in New York. Uh, no, Miami is in Washington. My apologies. It's Miami for me. The they, that defense, me. the defense has looked better since Jalen uh, Ramsey came back from injury. Obviously, missing Jalen Phillips down with the Achilles injury uh, on Black Friday, that's got to sting. And I'll tell you what, watching um, Hard Knocks last night because that was all about that episode was, you know, the the Black Friday game and and showing the the um, Phillips injury. I feel so bad for that kid. And I love like I love all my former hurricanes. And Jalen Phillips went to Miami, was a standout yeah. hurricane. Man, that hurts. That really did hurt to watch. But they bring pressure in a lot of different ways. And having the back end against someone like Sam Howell, who isn't afraid to throw it and isn't afraid to throw it and make mistakes. Ramsey can get a couple picks. Javon Holland had a 99-yard touchdown return last week. Yeah. But again, I don't, I would not complain about the Falcons defense either against Tim fucking Boyle. So Falcons are a consolation prize is how I've kind of been putting it. They're not even my stream of the week. Spoiler alert. Um, they are up there. They made the top five list. Miami is too rostered to be my stream of the week. Um, I'm going to take ownership on that. They were my stream of the week two weeks ago. They've been playable ever since. And they are playable yet again this week. Washington is giving up the second most fantasy points to defense and special teams. You're firing up Miami every time. If you have the roster spot for it, hold the Falcons defense till Saturday so you can cut them and nobody can start them against you just to keep good defenses off of the waiver wire. Just a little uh, games. Evil. Evil. (laughs) Hey, you do what you do to win, especially with the playoffs on the line. This is true. (laughs) Fantasy football mad science lab says this has got to be the worst year for quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know if we've seen a year with more garbage backup playing. And I think the Joe Flacco, Tim Boyle era, Kind of epitomizes that. Yeah, I think there was, um, I think it was, there were 63 quarterbacks that started games last year, which I believe that set uh, NFL record. I don't know if we're approaching that this year, but I feel like the quality of backups is a lot worse than it was last year. I'm doing a little research. It is bad, bad. I mean, the Jets now are on their third quarterback. The Browns potentially on their fourth. Falcons did a flip-flop, but, I mean, the same quarterbacks. Uh, technically, Kyler, Kyler Murray was the third for the Cardinals. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, because they've started – they started Clayton Toon one game. Uh, Raiders – it's the third for the Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Vikings. Boyer. 
Yeah, yep. Vikings are on their third. Yeah. Weird one. And, and Vikings could be on their and fourth. And they could be on their fourth <laughs> coming out of the bye. Yeah. yeah. They, there's there's talk about benching Josh Dobbs. You could be seeing Nick Mullins. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's rough. And again, I go back to why is Justin Jefferson coming back? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm very, very weird. He's the spark that will change the tides. I, yeah, I exactly. And yes, if you missed our Monday show elixirs, Rasheed Rice did good. If you missed my article, Rasheed Rice did good. And now you're going to pay a premium if you've let him sit on waivers this entire time. Uh, me and Josh made the joke, not even a joke. We acknowledge that Rasheed Rice has never been over 55% rostered at any point this season. That's obviously he's up to, I think, 68% or something like that now. Big jump after last week. And like I said, everybody had to pay up for him. Guys, we see your questions. We're going to get to them. I want to do a little bit of the show sheet before we dive in. We call it upside downside. We are going to make some predictions, uh, probably bold predictions. And based on our records from the previous uh, couple of weeks, predictions that aren't going to come true. (laughs) Yeah, very, very bold. Um, So we're going to start with my picks. I uh, had... um, Oh, for three in week 11. We took week 12 off. I wasn't even on the show, so I made a, a two-tutty special for, for three different guys. Not one of them scored two touchdowns. That brings me to a whopping 8-24-1 on the year. But guess what? That still puts me uh, – I don't see Joe's record here. 10-23. Uh, and 23. That still puts me in second place, still ahead of Josh, even at 8-24-1. I have Tua Tagovailoa, the QB1 overall, taking on Washington. Brandon Ayuk, a top five wide receiver, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And every week, I like to pick a player to score two touchdowns. This week, to curse, I'm going to choose Bajan Robinson taking on the New York Jets. What did that um, man not... ever do to you? Seriously. <laughs> exactly. So I, I just, the Jets have actually given up two, two touchdown games to running backs already this season. So I like the odds there. But for the sake of the thumbnail, for the sake of my boldness, I'm going to talk about Tua Tagovailoa being my number one overall quarterback. No team in the NFL. We just got done beating up on Washington, what they do to fantasy defenses. They also give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Each of their last three opponents has scored at least 28 points. In fact, it was 28, 28, 38 by Dak Prescott. And one of those 28 was Tommy fucking DeVito. And so if those guys can put up those kind of points, I only imagine what two is going to be able to do. They've allowed 20 plus fantasy points 10 times this season. Washington has, they've played 11 games, 10 times. They've allowed uh, 20 plus fantasy points. The only concern here is going to be the weather in Washington. I am on the East coast. We are starting to start to see some snow flurries, rain, wind, the kind of things you don't want to see. I'm hoping just for a three-hour block on Sunday, things are going to work out real well. Tua has scored a touchdown every single game this season and has six multi-touchdown games. I am predicting two to Tyreek Hill, two to Jalen Waddell, just to make me feel better about always defending him. Four touchdowns for Tua Tagovailoa, Josh, and he is going to be the QB1 in fantasy. You know that just means Raheem Moster is going to have a four-touchdown game to spite yeah. you, right? And, and what kind of moron... <laughs> Talks about how he curses everybody by predicting two touchdowns and then just throws two touchdown predictions out all over the place. But that's, I'm that kind of moron, folks. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. Look, good. getting rid of Montez Sweat and Chase Young, Washington has no pass rush. None whatsoever. Yeah. And the the pass defense has been awful all season, even before they traded those two. So, why not? This is the number one scoring offense in the NFL. And most has been doing I mean, unless it Jalen while. hurts throws for three touchdowns and, and rushes for another two. He's probably going to be QB one this week. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and it's a little bit tougher defense for Jalen Hurts this time around. I'm maybe only three touchdowns for him. He can he can let somebody else have the the limelight for a second. So those are my picks for the week. Um, Josh, you went one and two last week, bringing you to six twenty six and one on the year. And oh, in one. fairness, my one win was the thumbnail pick. It was Tony Pollard in week eleven. There you so. go. That's all that matters. <laughs> for SEO's sake, I hit it. For SEO, you're <laughs> one and one by point one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Josh, you actually have a bone to pick. So before we get into your picks, I want you to talk about that because I thought that was a very interesting stat. I was not mad. I'm going back through. I'm looking at all of our picks from our last show in week 11. And I had Jerome Ford, 12 plus fantasy points. He scores 11.9 for me to technically get an (laughs) L, even though in reality, it's it's a win, right? Yeah. I also had... um, Isaiah Pacheco to score under 10 fantasy points and scores 10.1. And then this bastard Joe. God damn it. And then Joe comes in, doesn't even have the balls to fill out his show sheet today because he's just like, eh, fuck you guys. Two of his picks, Cortland Sutton, top 15 wide receiver, skates by on the skin of his teeth, finishes wide receiver, wide receiver 14. 14. Adam Thielen, <laughs> below top 20 wide receiver. Wide receiver 21. Like, seriously? Joe, maybe How do Joe's I have the bad luck around here? What is this bullshit? Maybe Joe's quitting. He's just going out on top. That's why he's not doing it anymore. Jesus. So, rough week oh, for Josh. Uh, let's talk about your picks. So, you have Jalen Hurts, top three, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And then you went, same game. I wonder why A.J. Brown, top five, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And the newly resurrected resurrected Najee Harris 15 plus fantasy points taking on Arizona I'm gonna ask you to talk about AJ Brown Josh but something tells me you're just gonna end up talking about the all of the Eagles including your Jalen Hurts pick so let's hear about well I mean it it really is this simple right the Eagles are gonna win guys it's okay (laughs) it's okay it's okay you guys want to lean on the oh well we blow out all of our teams how come you can't beat anybody blah blah we've won 14 straight games against teams with a winning record we don't need to blow them out we just need to beat them and that's what we're doing we're beating them jalen hurts eight straight wins come come from behind wins i mean if it works it works okay we make better second half adjustments than anybody now what happens if we actually get a lead what the fuck it's crazy right because I made, the, I made the joke on monday that jalen hurts is giving up leads on purpose because he likes to play. exactly he's bored. <laughs> he's bored you know he's gotta have something to do look the fact of the matter is san francisco has a great pass rush i'm not gonna deny that going out and getting chase young makes that pass rush even better they have two interior linemen in eric armstead and javon hargrave who we know very well from his time in philadelphia both generating a ton of pressure this is a line that does not need to blitz and they can just sit back and play defense in the secondary. The problem is that secondary, not that great. They give up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. And this was a fun stat that I had to look up because I wasn't 100% sure it was true. Last year, the (laughs) best wide receiver on the Eagles was against zone coverage was actually Devonta Smith. He's very good against zone coverage. A.J. Brown, not so much. This year, A.J. Brown has the Eighth 
highest receiving grade in the NFL against zone coverage. Why do I bring that up? Because the San Francisco 49ers defense plays the ninth highest percent of zone coverage in the NFL. And guess what? If you play man coverage, A.J. Brown's the second best wide receiver against man. (laughs) It's almost like A.J. Brown is good, but I was going to say San Francisco just gets torched by wide receivers seemingly The fact of the matter is, A.J. Brown has had two fairly down games. One for eight, and he did catch a touchdown last week, but it was still a pretty mediocre game by his standards. He needs a bounce back game. For as much trash talk has been going on between these two teams for the better part of a year since... They got blown out in the NFC championship game because we didn't have our quarterback. Guess what? Your quarterback started as your third string quarterback to begin the year. So now he's your quarterback. Okay, cool. You got all your weapons. Cool. Let's see how it goes down because our defensive coordinator knows how to shut down a good offense. Ask Miami what happened to them. Just throwing that out there. I think there's renewed optimism because of all the points given up to the Bills, but never forget how many the Bills gave up to the Eagles as well. well but so. even then, like, Josh Allen can run the football. Yeah. Like, that that's not Brock Purdy. That's not Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's not going to run for 80 yards and two touchdowns. It's not going to happen. He has to beat you with his arm. And I have stats to back that up a little bit later. Oh, more to come. Let's knock out some questions. <laughs> Joe gave us no picks, as Josh pointed out. Uh, he went two for one. On the week, he is 10 and 23 on the year, putting him first in this contest. But after this week, he'll be last because he will be down picks. Well, I mean, I guess I don't know the way we've been picking Josh. He may not change his standings whatsoever. Let's get to some questions. Don't. We got our guy Blurpy, full PPR, two flex spots. Question one is Taysom Hill versus Jake Ferguson. Uh, Blurpy is projected to lose his matchup by 14. So he is considering the ceiling play with Taysom Hill. Blurpy, I'm going to agree with you here. I am not big on Jake Ferguson this week. That's actually going to come up a little bit later in the show. Um, Seattle, for whatever reason, while they don't do a great job against wide receivers and certainly don't do a great job against running backs, they've done pretty well at slowing down some really big name tight ends. I am almost willing to guarantee Ferguson does not score a touchdown and he's never scored more than 10 fantasy points except one time this season on volume alone. It's always been touchdowns that have gotten in there. I think Taysom Hill is the higher ceiling play, but Josh, I know you are not a big Taysom Hill guy. No, I'm really not. I mean, Jawan Johnson's back. He's healthy. He's playing Taysom Hill. It's it's a hope and a prayer, right? So again, like I guess if you're chasing the upside, sure, because He's probably the only player in the NFL that has a realistic shot each and every week to score a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. Yeah. So when it when you talk about upside and chasing ceiling, yeah, it's Taysom Hill. But the likelihood of that happening is like that. And if you're fighting for a playoff spot, I don't know that you really want to play with those odds. I would much rather take the safer option with Jake Ferguson. But to your point, Ryan, yeah, it's it's he needs to score a touchdown. So yeah, yeah if you don't think he's going to score a touchdown, I guess chase the upside. But I get I personally would still rather have the four for twenty four that I get from Ferguson versus two carries for ten yards and no receptions. Let me run this right. by you, Josh, because I like Jawan Johnson this week uh, for the reason I'm about to throw at you. The Saints are. Almost certainly without Rashid Shahid and uh, maybe without Chris Olave. Michael Thomas already on the IR. They're going to have nobody at wide receiver. Does that 
increase or decrease Taysom Hill's value because they could come out and run the wishbone because of the fact that they have no wide receivers this week. So if you're banking on all those guys missing time to, again, chase that upside with Taysom Hill, you're likely not going to know that information until Saturday. Ah, uh, that's fair. Ferguson plays Thursday night. Yeah. So now what's your pivot if you're banking on those what ifs? You know what yeah. I mean? That's why I'm saying I would just much rather take the safe play with Ferguson, who I know is at least still going to see targets. May not be like 10 or 15 targets because there's only one tight end that can truly command those types of numbers. Yeah. But six to eight, maybe. Like, yeah, I, could be I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take um, that. And this could help with the the upside dilemma. We also have to pick four, but I'm going to actually just say it's bench one of these guys. Travis Etienne, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Rashad White, and Zach Moss. We have to bench one. Um, we have to start four of these guys. Jacksonville, I'm blanking on who Jacksonville is playing. Yeah, I don't have my schedule up like I normally do. I'm sure someone's going to get it to us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, Jaguars uh, play the Bengals on Monday night. Yeah, that's right. Jaguars are the Monday night game. Tennessee is taking on, man, I'm blanking on everybody. I mean, you're not, you're not sitting ETN. I know he's had a couple down weeks, but he's still the guy in that offense. You're starting him. Yep. Tony da- Pollard, you're not benching Tyler. Yep. That's, that's a gimme matchup. They're a cakewalk for running backs. Uh, Rashad white, the bucks play the Carolina. Panthers. Can't bench him. You're not sitting him. This comes um, down to Derrick Henry and Zach yeah. Moss who are playing each other. Correct. Um, I mean, Tennessee has the, the tougher run defense, so I'm probably starting Derrick Henry over Zach Moss. I was going to say the exact same thing. Tennessee has actually done a great job against running backs this week. I was going to pick on Jonathan Taylor if he was playing, but he's not playing now, and it's just no fun picking on Zach Moss. So I would start your first four, and I would go Taysom Hill. And Josh says, you know, if you just want the safe, fair points, go with uh, Jake Ferguson. Uh, Benguino. I said that right. Or Benguino too, whatever. Pick two running backs, two wide receivers, one flex, 10 team PPR uh, running backs. We have to choose two Tony Pollard, Zach Charbonnet, Reese Hall, Chuba Hubbard, Travis Etienne. Etienne so two of those guys for me. Yeah, I would say it's Etienne and Pollard. Um, still not big sold on Chuba. And I'm really interested to see what Carolina does with their offense now with a whole new offensive staff in there. Atlanta's been actually surprisingly good against running backs. Atlanta's defense has been surprisingly good. And Dallas, I think, is going to shut Charbonnet down. I don't know that these guys are even going to be an option for the flex spot. He has to choose between um, Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Downs, Chris Olave, who this decision may be made for you there, and Amari Cooper. And I want to start with Josh. If Joe Flacco is the quarterback, is Amari Cooper a consideration? I mean, he, he can air it out a lot better than DTR, but... I mean, let's be honest. He's a 36-year-old quarterback who wasn't on a roster before last week. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a reason he wasn't on a roster until week 11. And the last couple of years that we've seen Joe Flacco in action really has not looked great. So I'm not loving Amari Cooper. For me, I'm sticking with Chase. I know Browning is Browning. He's a backup. He's not great. But he's the he's going to be the target funnel in that offense. So give me him. Give me Sutton and Josh Downs, honestly. Um, D-Hop, God, like it's hard to sit him because it's D-Hop, but. (sighs) I think you made the right choice, especially with this. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, Downs is, they're they're throwing him the football. He's getting it. 
D Hop, there's just so much inconsistency with Will Levis right now that he's just so hard to trust. And and it's gonna suck because the time that you bench D Hop is the time that he goes for 21 points. Like or touchdowns. Sucks, but <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. Uh no, I, I agree with that. Josh Downs 13 targets last week. Didn't do a whole lot with him last week, but still being heavily involved in the game. And then he ends it. Oh, wait, we have to pick a flex too, Josh. So is D Hop the flex? I think he has to be right over Cooper. No, no, no. I I picked all three. I, oh, so I, I apologize. Say, we said Sutton. Downs. Yeah. I forgot about Sutton. Yep. Nope. So yeah, I agree completely. And then Kyler or T Law. Taking a Who look. The Cardinals here. got Steelers. Yeah, I'm bringing up my rankings right now. I, so I don't hate. I don't hate Kyler this week. I just I worry because all of his weapons right now are are banged up. Uh, Trey McBride missed practice to Wednesday. Uh, Hollywood Brown missed practice. Michael Wilson's been out with a shoulder injury. He has Greg Dort. So that's. Ugh. Sure. Um, <laughs> I would probably play it safe with T-Law this week. Um, but even then, like, I, I don't hate the matchup. T-Law has been great of late. So all right, I, I'm fine sticking with Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to work backwards on uh, a couple of questions ago that we're going to need to discuss here. I agree it's T-Law here, but we need to go back and talk about the previous question because Moss beat Tennessee for 33 points earlier this season. And Jamie Eisenberg has him as his number two running back this week. Moss isn't in my top 20, I don't think. And obviously, I mean, Eisenberg's a bigger name than I am, but I don't think top two is any yet. Moss is my RB 21. I, I understand he he popped off earlier, but you don't get credit for past points. But that is extremely interesting considering Tennessee has been pretty good against running backs so far this so Moscow. Yeah, I mean, let me. I'm actually kind of curious what how they've played the last um, like four or five weeks against running backs. Tennessee has. I mean, they're 18th. They're middle of the road against running backs since week eight. I mean, it's it's kind of right there. And Indy's worse against running backs. So yeah, I mean, the risk, of course, with Derrick Henry, he's not looked like Derrick Henry so far this year. So I just. If you're if you don't want to trust Derrick Henry, go with Zach Moss. Like I, I don't think there's like a a wrong answer, so to speak. But I'm like, I, again, like I just think Indy's a better matchup. Yeah, and I think for a young quarterback, you have to lean on the running game. Like, I, I how healthy is Tajay Spears right now? Homeboy got blown up. Yep. Was it last week? Two weeks ago? Did, I feel like two I weeks ago anything. and did next to nothing last week. Yeah, so. like I don't even know that he's fully healthy, and that's just going to mean more Derrick Henry. And you need to lean on Derrick Henry when you have a young Will Levis. So, yep, I agree. All right, guys, moving on. Elixirs, it's his bye week hell. He needs to drop two people uh, to get Kieran Williams off of IR, not waivers. He clarifies that later to get Kieran Williams off of his IR. And then he needs to pick up someone to replace Dalton Kincaid. Oh, I thought you were giving us. Do I have who to drop? Oh, here we go. They're there. Yep, I was going to say. Missed it for a second there. So Hurdy fields on by Puka Nakua, Chris Olave, Rasheed Rice, DJ Moore on by JSN, Christian Watson, Bajan and Brian Robinson, Josh Jacobs on by Kieran Williams, who needs to move up Dalton Kincaid. So he has to cut two of these guys. I think we can pretty easily say Christian Watson. I don't care about the bump game that he had last week. I am struggling Josh to tell him to cut anybody else. I think you're going to say JSN and I don't think I have a problem. JSN was the first name that, that came out on that one. Like I, I know he's had a, you know, few decent games here and there, but it hasn't been enough for me to be like, all right, I need this guy on my team a hundred percent because he's starting, right? Like he's still a bench guy. Like you're starting Puka over him. You're starting a healthy Olave. You're starting a healthy DJ Moore. 
Um, Rishi Elixers, Rice, do you I'm have to start the starter there? I have to ask though, Elixirs, do you have to start three wide receivers? Because if you do, you're in trouble, plain and simple. You may have to go empty bench spot or empty spot this week. Because if Alave is out, you I, you'd have to cut Rasheed Rice. No, ba- you can't. based you on can't this lineup, I was gonna say based on this lineup, this is probably gonna be really controversial. Take the L. Fields. No, oh. Fields. <laughs> Purdy's already had his bye. And this is the ninth and tenth place team, I imagine. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you just need to get a win. And with Fields on a bye, he's not helping you get a win. I mean, you're likely going to need to keep one of JSN and Christian Watson just in case Olave does not play. Because I'm going to go under the impression that, okay, he chimes in a little here now. He's got to start three wide receivers. It's the same standings as it's the same settings as my standard league on CBS. Like you're not, you're not dropping any of those running backs right now, but so like to me, you're dropping your backup quarterback because again, you don't need to play him. And even run when this he bike. has played so far, like the last couple of weeks, he really hasn't been anything fantastic. I was going to say, so it's it's easier for you to drop fields than just flat out dropping Kincaid? Yeah. Okay. That, it, Kincaid's just, been a top seven tight end the last few weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to go and it, it's just tight end is so thin right now. And I know you like playing the streaming game at tight end. But that's exactly what it is. It is unless a you have the elite guy. Yep, unless exactly. you have the elite guys, and and you know what? For the past month, Kincaid has been that. So why give that up? Like Fields hasn't been, you know, the the elite world beater that so many wanted him to be in fantasy right. this year. Huh, Purdy's been consistent. Not that huh. I think he's going to do great this week, but. It- if you didn't He's need to win put up this more week, points than Justin Fields this week. So yeah, he, he certainly, and if you didn't need to win this week, <laughs> this is a spot where I would maybe take a zero at tight end, but you need the win plain and simple. You're not taking any zeros. I'm going to agree with Josh here. Cause you can't cut these wide receivers. We're where we're going to disagree is I would say cut Christian Watson. He's going to say cut JSN choose between those two, whichever one you like the least. And then you're going to have to cut Justin Fields just because of the dilemma you're in geek mill. Hey guys, how are we feeling about Derrick Henry right now? Two touchdowns last week. Is he locked in for the fantasy playoffs? Um, I believe we are two different minds here. I have been uh, tooting the Derrick Henry horn for a while now. He has a very, very favorable playoff schedule, and I think he is going to get more involved as the season goes. I think it was a rough start. We're not going to see, you know, 4.4, 4.6 yards per carry very much out of Derrick Henry, but I think the volume is going to be there. I think the touchdowns are going to be there. I do believe he is at least an RB2 for the rest of the fantasy season, Josh. Yeah, I think that's about fair. I mean, the volume itself is going to keep him kind of in that in that category. Um who do the Titans have the rest of the season? I feel like we played this out earlier in a, one of our shows. I don't have that up quickly quick. accessible. I'm pulling it up right now because I know they've got um, they have the Texans twice. So they've got Indy this week. They have the uh, they're at Miami on Monday night versus the Texans versus Seattle. Great matchup at Houston again for the championship week in the playoffs. So like. And he's done historically well against Houston. Yep. And he does Houston's great against Houston. Defense, yeah. And everybody Houston's else there gives up a ton of points. Better. They've been better of late. Actually, yeah, since week eight, they allow the second fewest fantasy points to running backs. That's not going to favor Derrick Henry by any means. But Not at all. There's definitely 
I mean, there, there's some intrigue this week against Indy, definitely against Seattle on Christmas Eve. Dolphins can be hit or miss, but I I don't know if I'm locked in on the fantasy playoffs, but I don't know if I, I think you're, you're probably looking at a RB2 flex play with Derek. I say I wouldn't call him a flex, <laughs> but I certainly wouldn't use the word noodles around Derek Henry ever. Joe, cut the shit, man. <laughs> Speaking of Joe, he needs to choose between Jalen Warren, DeAndre Sift, Raheem Mostert, Travis Etienne. He's starting to. For me, it's Mostert and Etienne. Warren and Swift. Swift, you wanted to see more out of last week against Buffalo. San Francisco is going to probably be a tougher matchup. For me, you're hoping for good things out of Warren, but Najee Harris could just as easily step in there. Raheem Mostert is a lock for a touchdown this week. Travis Etienne is a guy who's getting the volume. Um, you obviously want to get a full, healthy, uh, like clean bill of health for Travis Etienne, and then if not, you pivot to Warren or Swift in that situation. But for me, Mostert's a must-start, and I'm going Travis Etienne. Josh. Yeah, it's definitely Mostert. I can see the intrigue when it comes to Jalen Warren just because that matchup is – chef's kiss like you want running back starting against the cardinals definitely um and he had the upside play last week even on a limited number of snaps with this new look offense um so depending on how kenny pickett does against the cardinals which i know you're hopeful ryan which we'll get to in a little bit yeah this very well could just be the running back show it it could be a big Najee harris and jalen warren and everybody else just sits out because you can beat Arizona in so many different ways. Easily. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I get the intrigue when it comes to Warren, but I'm still going to, like, Mostert to me is the definite. Like, I just, I, I don't see any reason to sit ETN. Again, yes, he's struggled a little bit the last few games. It's just, like, the volume is there. You're just, you're waiting. Because the moment that you sit him, there's that two-touchdown game. Yep. And he does enough in both the on the ground and through the air that you just cannot justify sitting him to chase upside points with Jalen Warren. And, and just the good part about this is, is if he is not looking hundred percent healthy, you have a wonderful pivot option. So I would start your studs and, uh, and pivot if necessary. Elixirs dad's bench, uh, dad's team. He has to bench one of these guys, Tony Pollard, Rashid, uh, Rashid white, what, what Rashad, Rashad white, white. Jameer Gibbs. Um, so let's start with that. He has to bench Yikes. one of those running backs. Um, my instinct, my gut says Jameer Gibbs, and I don't even like be. that. I, um, I don't know that we have to talk about it much. Josh Pollard has Seattle. Rashad yeah. White has Carolina. Jameer Gibbs is the, the bench. Yeah, those are those are the two <laughs> easiest guys to play this week. Yeah. Like those are set it and forget it guys based on matchup and just what they've done so far this season. Like. I hate saying Ben Shamir Gibbs, but yeah, between Tony Pollard, Rashad White, and Shamir Gibbs, I think you're sitting Shamir Gibbs this week. Yeah, 100%. Uh, And then he has to bench one out of Evan Ingram and Kyle Pitts. You can't start Kyle Pitts. What are we doing? Why is that even a question? (laughs) Kyle Pitts Pitts actually belongs on your waiver wire, dude. If you said Johnny Smith or Kyle Pitts, I'd say to start Johnny Smith. (laughs) You're definitely starting Evan Ingram against the Bengals who give up the fourth or fifth most points to fantasy tight ends. So, uh, Start Ingram, bench Gibbs, which is just painful to say. Bench Jameer Gibbs. Man, that hurts. Killer Quicks with uh, Walker out. Uh, doubtful, or unless it got announced out. I don't think so, though. Uh, well, we he's start- doubtful, Ryan. We know that nobody plays except Max Crosby because, yep. again, 
build different. <laughs> the fir- first player to do it this season. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, Thursday night, or Brian Robinson. Oh, Zach Charbonnet, Brian Robinson against the Dolphins, or Devon Shane against Brian Robinson's Washington Commanders. Who are we starting, Josh? I, I'm definitely sitting Charbonnet. Yep. I have no hope in Charbonnet whatsoever. The Dolphins do give up a surprising number of points, if I remember correctly, to running backs. Um, bringing that up right now. To me, if a Shane can you is... really trust a chain or a chan? Like I, I'm starting him in some leagues, but I'm like I'm desperate for points, and I'm going to chase the upside because we know that a chan has that in spades. But yeah, I was. What I was happens? Wrong. The Dolphins do the not third carry. Yeah, on the third carry, tweaks the knee again, and Mike McDaniel's just like, dude, we need you for the playoffs, man. Like, slow your roll a little bit. So, yeah, I'd like, probably go Brian Robinson in the volume here. Just uh, hope for sixty yards and, and stumbles into the end zone. I think is your best bet here, and he's been heavily involved in the passing game more more yeah, so than you would have expected. They've used so. him quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna suck because you know you're, you're banking on that touchdown, even with the the increase of. Uh, receiving usage that he's had this year, but for him to have like a truly impactful fantasy day against the Dolphins run defense, you yeah. need that. You need that touchdown. I don't know if this is a second team for quicks because some of the players line up, but I'm guessing it's just a thing where he has a lot of the same players. I'm going to guess because we're talking flex. This is Deontay Johnston, not Dearness Johnson. I know he's been a hot waiver pickup, but let's go Deontay Johnson, Drake London, Zach Charbonnet, Brian Robinson in the super flex or does he actually put a quarterback in his super flex and throw Jake Browning in there? So which one of these guys would you start in your super flex spot, Josh? Definitely not Drake London. Don't love him against sauce this week. Definitely not Charbonnet. For me, this really boils down to Deontay versus Brian Robinson. I'm not touching Jake Browning in a super flex <laughs> with a 10 foot pole. Um, I, we, we talked about Brian Robinson. I love the matchup for Deontay Johnson. I'm definitely worried because of the whole antics and bullshit from last week. Um, but if there's a get right game, 100%. it's this week against Arizona. Like Literally the words out of my stream of the week mouth. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's Deontay Johnson because I think he's going to make up for what happened last week. Uh, I, I'm going to go Deontay Johnson in this situation. I'm still not ready to start Jake Browning even against a kind of beatable matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, guys, keep dropping those questions in there. We're going to knock out the downsides real quick. So last week, we're going to start with you this time. Joshua, you went one and two in week 11. Again, we were off in week 12, bringing you to 13, 19, and one on the year. You have Brock Purdy outside the top 12. What do you know? Devo Samuel under 13 fantasy points as you continue to fuck with the San Francisco 49ers fans. And then Nico Collins outside of the top 24. And you're going to give us a bonus pick, but I'm going to let you bring your bonus pick in as you're uh, giving the San Francisco 49ers a hard time. So go for it. Yeah. So Brock Purdy, look, this is a home run matchup for Brock Purdy. And in all honesty, every player on this San Francisco or for excuse me San Francisco 49ers offense right Eagles defense is like the worst against quarterbacks or the worst against wide receivers they can be had against receiving running backs Zach Cunningham being out with a hamstring Nicobe Dean on IR Christian McCaffrey's probably going to be a top two running back this week I feel like I'm watching eight mile and you're pulling an M&M <laughs> and just using everything that <laughs> Tell these people something so, they don't know about me. <laughs> but here's the thing. When you look at Brock Purdy's play style, 
Tell me how it's very different than Tua Tonga Vailoa. Pretty similar, right? Doesn't yeah. use his legs a lot, relies pretty heavily on timing routes and his weapons to kind of bail him out when yeah. needed, right? I talked about the highest scoring offense in the NFL with Miami Dolphins. Eagles defense held them to 10 points. Yeah, it's a rough week. Two of that week had 12.34 fantasy points. Oof. If there's one thing that Sean Desai knows how to do, he shows up in games like this when it matters. Brock Purdy, under pressure, has the 18th highest passing grade against pressure. Okay. The San Francisco 49ers offensive line has the fifth lowest pass block grade, according to Pro Football Focus. The Eagles rush duo of Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat are tied for the second most combined pressures amongst any duo on defense. Sweat has 54 pressures and seven sacks, I believe. And then Reddick has 10 sacks and 50 pressures. Okay. Not saying this to try to discount the other pass rushing duo on the other side, because both of them are really good too. Nick Bosa has more combined pressures than any of them. He has 66 himself. Chase Young has 48. Didn't get all of those with San Francisco. And as I mentioned, I gave props to Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave. They bring the pressure too. You know what the Eagles pass block grade is? Second highest in the oh. NFL. Okay. That's the difference. We can handle pressure. San Francisco cannot. Brock Purdy, when under pressure, is not a great quarterback. When coming from behind, he's an even worse quarterback. So what happens if Philly actually does jump out to a lead? Because we know they can come from behind. But if they don't jump out to a lead, San Francisco, this is going to be a very bad day for them. Eh, might not be the day very that uh, 49ers fans are hoping for. Okay. This is why I don't like Debo this week, because he's been the one that's talked the most talk. He doesn't yeah. know how to shut up. Him and A.J. Brown are going at it right now. <laughs> exactly. And it's fantastic. I love it. The difference is A.J. Brown knows how to back it up. Debo needs everybody else to do their thing for him to do his thing. And we've talked about this, because he either gets 20-plus fantasy points or he gets under 13, <laughs> one or the other. So what do you think is truly going to happen for as much trash as he's talked about James Bradbury, who had an interception last week, actually looked pretty decent against Buffalo. Our, our secondaries slowly coming together with the addition of Kevin Byard. Again, didn't look great last week. Josh Allen is a very different cat. Brock Purdy's not Josh Allen. <laughs> Certainly not. Just saying, it, again, it looks like a fantastic matchup on paper. Games are not won on paper. No. That's all I'm going to say. And then, of course, my bonus pick. I do want to say I, you were you almost organically put it into your thing. And I thought you were going to go. I almost there. did. I, I almost be, did. I was going to be my so bonus pick you. here because <laughs> we saw last week Lane Johnson being out. That first drive scared the bejesus out of me. I thought Jack Driscoll was going to get annihilated and Jalen Hurts was going to be running for his life. But the Eagles are 11-22 and 22 in games where Lane Johnson does not start. Lane Johnson missed last week because of that hamstring injury. And it took everything we had to win that game. Buffalo doesn't have the same type of pass rush that San Francisco does. 
No, not at all. So if Lane Johnson plays, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, they will combine for less than one sack. That's my prediction. Chase Young had one sack against Philly in his two matchups with uh, Washington. He got Jordan Mailata in the first game that they played. Mailata's allowed three sacks all year. Lane Johnson's allowed two, which are the first sacks he's even allowed since 2020, mind you. Wow. Nick Bosa was shut out in the NFC Championship game by Lane Johnson. There you go. They they made the move at the deadline because they knew that they had to get pressure on Jalen Hurts. This is the game that it's going to come to fruition. It ain't going to come to fruition. Their pressure is going to come from the middle. It's going to come from Eric Armstead, and it's going to come from Javon Hargrave. That's where it's going to come from because our guards, that's the weakest link of our offensive line. Our buddy Joe Ortiz uh, hoping for a big oh, Brandon Ayuk oh, game. Ayuk is going to go ham this yeah. week. Yeah. Love, love Brandon Ayuk. I predicted a top five week. Uh, Kittle right now is my tight end too. So I think this might be a, a bit of a get right game for him as well. And I think both of them are going to do great. It'll be, say, Debo, it'll be Debo that struggles. And and I think we could even see Christian McCaffrey within reason taking a step back just because the Eagles are so good against running backs. He's still going to get his. He's Christian fucking McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> for my downside. Guys, I went 3-0 and in Week 11, predicting zero touchdowns. So that was fun. Uh, at least I can do something, right? That brings me to 14-19. and 19. I'm surprised you didn't do it again this week. I'm just throwing that <laughs> out there. Just throwing that out there, dude. Nah, when I'm here to defend it, uh, last week was fun, and it's just easier for you guys to talk about. Plus, I know Joe hates that I played this game to begin with. I will point out, let me go to my show sheet real quick. Uh, I am 6-5. and five. On the no touchdown special, just from a weekly basis, eight and five, if you count that I picked three of them previously. So I'm doing pretty good on these uh, picking people not to score a touchdown. Uh, This week, I got Garrett Wilson not making the top 30 against the Atlanta Falcons. Jake Ferguson, as previously mentioned, not hitting 10 fantasy points against the Seattle Seahawks. And for my no touchdown special and what I'm going to talk about, give me Alvin Kamara taking on the Detroit Lions. And with this one, I was about to like, pick on Kamara where he could finish in the fantasy realm. But the problem is he catches too many passes and he might be the only wide receiver they have. However, Detroit has done a very good job against running backs. They've given up the third fewest points to running backs. Only four backs have crossed 15 fantasy points them and not one running back this season has scored a receiving touchdown against the Detroit Lions. There's obviously going to be volume heading Kamara's way, but with the Saints being so banged up, I'm also worried that the Lions could just key on him completely and decide to take him out of the game and let somebody like Taysom Hill or Jawan Johnson beat them up. Um, Kamara's rushing numbers have dipped as the season has progressed, but he started off so hot. That makes a lot of sense. He's going to need to get this job done in the passing game, Josh. And while I think there could be, you know, five for 50, like we saw from him last week, an easy 10 to 12 fantasy points just on yardage, I don't think there's going to be enough to give him a touchdown through the air. And I don't think Detroit's going to surrender one to him on the ground with the the lack of receiving weapons for the new Orleans Saints this week. Dig it. So yeah, that is uh, that. And we only have one user question before we get into my stream of the week, 11 and one. It's a kicker question, Josh. Do we drop Justin Tucker who is on by to grab Will Lutz? Is it Blake groupie? Yeah. Matt Gay. Um, or just take the O at kicker. I'm going to tell you right now, do not take the O at kicker, the zero. Um, Justin Tucker, having not missed a game yet this season, is only the kicker eight. This is not the dilemma you're making it out to be. His name is doing weird things to you. 
Um, I know Joe chimed in and said, go ahead and grab Lutz. I don't think that's a terrible pickup for me. It would be Matt Gay. I like uh, in uh, the, the Colts taking on Tennessee this week. However, that is a monitor the weather game because I think Tennessee is projected to see a little weather on Sunday. Josh, I know it's kickers and you could not care less. Do you have anything you want to add to that one? Our good friend Lindellians has Matt Gay at seven and Will Lutz at nine. So there you go. <laughs> where, where she got groupie? I know he has a question. Uh, right let's see. She has groupie at 10. There you go. So, well, I mean, she has them all top 10. I mean, if you don't follow, I, Linda, I would be fine going with the dome kicker. I know that's what Zolo would say. So, yep, exactly. Um, if you don't follow Linda at Lindellians, she has been the kicker expert on Twitter for four or five years now, probably her entire life. And she actually does kicker rankers for uh, Matthew Barry's newsletter. So you want to be very in tune with what Linda is saying when it comes to the kickers. And now it's time for me to do something I haven't done in, in three weeks. It is time for the streams of the week. Here we go. Week 13 streams of the week, all available in about 50% of ESPN leagues. At quarterback, give me Kenny Pickett taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Let's start with the easiest fact. The Cardinals just gave up four touchdowns to Matthew Stafford. They give up 22 fantasy points per week, six months in the league. And this new look Steelers offense is looking pretty crisp. Pickett has best game of the season last week, though he could have really benefited from that Deontay Johnson touchdown. And I think Johnson and Pickett make up for that this week. I'll take Jawan Johnson at tight end. As I mentioned, the Saints are a little banged up, and Johnson could end up being the number one receiving target going on against the Detroit Lions. He's averaging four targets per game since coming back from injury, seven targets last week, and the Lions are giving up about 12 points per game to fantasy tight ends. Tucker Craft just scored a touchdown on them last week, and Johnson might be the only Saint to score a touchdown this week. That's what I'm banking on. And for defense, I'm going to go Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home against the Carolina Panthers. The new look Carolina offense is not going to matter unless it is a new offensive line. They are surrendering four sacks per game and allowing the fifth most points to fantasy defenses. While Tampa Bay has been pretty mediocre, they do have multiple sacks in each of their last five games, and they should be able to get after Bryce Young in this one. Those are the week 13 streams of the week. Full article available tomorrow. Josh, we did it. Short short show this week, buddy. Even got done before the hour mark. Exactly. That's the first time my stream of the week is going to be before the hour. I'll have to remind myself. It helps that we didn't have any of Joe's picks to go through and give a hard time to at all. Or him to take up half the time just talking to himself. Yeah, I love that you're the time time stamp bitch. Joe loves the sound of his own voice, and and I go 3-0 and on telling you you won't score touchdowns. You're just a glorious beard. I'd say, and I'm nothing but a beard. I'm nothing but a beard who predicts no touchdown weeks and curses people by predicting two touchdown weeks. Josh, I've been talking the whole show. Get us out of here. You can follow Club Fantasy across the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL, clubfantasyffl.com. Always remember, defense wins championships. Offense wins fantasy football. We will see you next Wednesday, hopefully with Joe, but you'll see these two glorious faces on Saturday morning for Starts at Different Day, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Club Fantasy FFL YouTube page. Oh, have a good night.